right, we are back. So even just listening to that little section of audio that we're listening to there, you can hear how the music mm-hmm. of this movie. And the bongos. And you got the bongos, and then you have, like, the really, really bad um, thunder sound effects. Yeah. I mean, that if that doesn't put you in the mood to watch this movie, I don't think anything will. Such a good movie. You'll either love this movie or you'll just be like, eh, you know, wh- why am I watching this? So uh, welcome back this week. Uh you know, last week we spent mo- most of the time talking about um, Jimmy's having some uh, reptile dysfunction over there. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, his his uh, mic stand just decided that it did not long no longer wanted to stand strong, so to speak. But um, anyway, yeah, last week we spent a lot of time discussing Tim Burton. Uh, we spent a little bit of time talking about. Um, Ed Wood and, and Bela Lugosi and the movie. And then we kind of oh, yeah. we went off on a diatribe about yeah. uh, friggin' Netflix and, you know, all Unsolved kinds of mysteries shit. mysteries and whatever. <laughs> I don't even know where that got to, yeah. So but I think there was a – I think they, that we spent like uh, 30 minutes talking about walking around a supermarket or some shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't – you know, this is just ridiculous. So we're going to go back and we're going to jump into this. And the reason that it, it, you know, it's a little different than usual is because once again, we're watching, we're doing a movie that both of us as kids, we love this movie. Love Ed Wood was a movie that we watched. It's not the number one movie we watch. Army of Darkness by far. I mean, we watched that yeah, every goddamn yeah. weekend. Every weekend I'd come over here, we watched it. Um, you know, you live very close to where you lived as a kid. That's what I meant by over here. Uh, You know, you're not living in your family's house. (laughs) I agree, yeah. Uh, So anyway, uh, the the truth of the matter is, is that when this finally came out, like both, I think we saw this in the theater. I'm pretty sure we did. Um, But we were, because I know I was looking forward to this one. Yeah. I was one of the few people that was looking forward to this, but then again, I was a Tim Burton junkie. Uh, I loved Beetlejuice. I loved the Batman the, the movies. Batman movies, yeah. Uh, you know, pretty much everything that the man did. He, you know, Edward Scissorhands, and then of course, you know, Johnny Depp. I loved Johnny Depp, uh, which kind of leads us to this weird situation that's going on. Uh, you know, that just came out in the press. Um, basically, he's uh he's been exiled. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, they, uh, his, his case against Amber Heard, uh, there was a liable suit that he went against his ex-wife, Amber Heard, um, saying that she basically made up a lot of the abuse charges. He lost the case. So suddenly, um, you know, nobody wants to touch him. Uh, I think it's Warner Brothers that he was doing the Fantastic Beasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it Warner Brothers? No, it's, um, the sp- it's the ones... Uh, that have the park universal isn't universal the harry potter yes yes yes. yeah so universal um they decided they no longer want to have anything to do with johnny depp Mm -hmm. um you know persona non grata uh the funny thing is is that you know they still had to pay him he came on he did from what i understand he came on he did a five minute scene in the new movie and they had to pay him his entire salary I love that. Stupid, stupid shit. Because it's like, okay, guys, this this isn't new news. Mm-hmm. Like, she made these allegations seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. 
if he hadn't taken her to court and lost, mm-hmm. uh, would you have been getting him out of your films? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Disney's done with them too. Disney said they did not because they're going to. Why I have no idea, but they're going to um, redo the pirates or or rehash the pirate movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're restarting or if they're I, just I, what the hell they're doing. But apparently, they've decided they do not want Johnny Depp back for pirates. That, that's something because he is pirates. He is. Pirates. I mean, the movie's going to be. It's not going to do shit without Johnny Depp. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I mean, I, you know, it, these it's not a surprise that these people are kind of assholes in their personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've had everything given to them on, a, you know, a silver platter for so goddamn long. Yeah. And it's not, he's had a long history of like, you know, wasting money. And, oh, and yeah, you like, know, like he from what I understand, he was spending he had thirty thousand dollars a month that he was spending on wine, wine. Yeah. Or some crazy shit like that. Obscene. Um, and That's then, you obscene. know, he gave up his American citizenship to, and and moved to France. France, yeah. Uh, I think when Bush got elected or something like that. I mean, you know, it's, personally, I'm sure me and him wouldn't get along. That doesn't <laughs> mean that I can't enjoy his films tremendously. And and we do. And his his acting in almost everything he's ever done is fantastic. Is fantastic. Um, almost everything. And I like Nick of Time, so fuck everybody else. Nick of Time. <laughs> Secret That's considered his worst movie, I think, is Nick of Time. The Ninth Gate? I, <laughs> I've i got The Ninth Gate. Um, it's not a good movie. No, it's horrible. Uh, it's horrible. But I don't think it's because of him. And you know, like, even when he doesn't, like over the you know like there's certain scenes that he'll do that I'm just like wow this is a really bad scene for him mm-hmm. uh a perfect example is the one where he's the the Stephen King one where he's the writer secret window secret garden or something secret, secret garden I think secret it's window. secret window and um he at the very end when he's sitting there eating the corn that you know comes out of the field where he buried his wife like it's the scene in itself is like him with these braces eating the corn was very uncomfortable. Secret window. Um, it's a very uncomfortable scene. It's it, it feels like it's poorly acted, and I don't know if it was done on purpose or not. But even that, like something like that, that can kind of make you queasy, is just a you know it's a tribute to how good of an actor he is, in my opinion. Uh, so here's to uh. Noodle, uh, what the fuck's his name in that? Noodle Windeberg? Whatever. I can't remember. I'll look it up. Oh, Winfrey. Noodle, Noodleheimer Winfrey? Noodleheimer Winfrey. Winfrey Noodleheimer? I can't remember his goddamn name. He he had a guest spot in um, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5 or Part 6, but he... He couldn't legally do it, so they put it under a pseudonym. Oh, well, yeah. it's not even a pseudonym. It's like he's called Noodleheimer or something like that. Opal Noodleheimer. Opal Noodleheimer. It doesn't matter. Look it up. IMDb, people. <sighs> Jesus Christ, you still having problems with that? Good God. Okay, so anyway, we, we're going to have to actually get into this movie this week. Um, what we uh, played opening the show was actually kind of the opening of the movie. 
uh, you do this little, they have this little shot where they're zooming in on Jeffrey Jones, uh, who is playing, <laughs> like, isn't it Kreskin he's playing in Kreskin. this? Kreskin. Um, which Kreskin, most people my age might have missed Kreskin. Uh, you're too young for Kreskin, I'm sure. But he was a he was a guy that was on the Tonight Show a lot. He would make like in the '70s and shit. He would make these crazy predictions that would never come true. None of them came true, of course. Uh, and they, they kind of address that in this movie. He's just like, I just make them up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, Jeffrey Jones is another one. He's another persona non grata. Yeah. Uh, you know, he had some um, problems with kitty porn, I believe. <laughs> yes. Yes, he did. Uh, and uh, so he's no longer uh, welcome on most <laughs> movie sets. Uh, definitely not going to be doing a romper room anytime no, no, soon. No, no, no. Um, but he he was another guy. I really liked him yeah, as an Bueller, actor. Yeah. Uh, Ferris Bueller, of Sleepy course. Hollow. And Sleepy Hollow. He was great. He was really good in this movie. Another Tim Burton movie. Uh, Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Uh, I enjoy him in Howard the Duck. As bad as that movie is, mm-hmm. I enjoy Jeffrey Jones in it. Um, you know, so it's weird, like, oh, he was, he was also in, was he in Beetlejuice too, for like a couple minutes? Was he? he, Was he the father in Beetlejuice? I think he was the father in Beetlejuice. Pretty sure. Hmm. Pretty sure it was Jeffrey Jones that was the father in Beetlejuice. It's been so long since I've watched it, so it's hard for me to remember. Hmm. I mean, I know it was... It was uh, what was it? Uh, William Baldwin, or was was it William Baldwin? Or no, it wasn't William Baldwin. It was Alec, wasn't it? I Alec no Baldwin. Idea. I have no idea. Was the one of the ghosts, and the <laughs> other ghost was um, uh, Glenn, uh, not Glenn Close. Uh, fucking, why am I blanking on it? Well, it Long kiss, good night. Long kiss, good night. The chick from Long kiss. Oh, uh, uh, oh, 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 Gina, Gina, Gina Davis, Davis. Gina Davis. Gina Davis. Sorry. Right. And of course, um, yeah, Jeffrey Jones was the dad. Uh, uh, Catherine O'Hara was the mom. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the fat dude's name, the guy who was always just there. Mm-hmm. I don't remember his name. Uh, he's in a couple Tim Burton movies. Mm. Um, what? Do, I don't care. What are we talking about this for? I don't know. We do. Need oh, to because consider- of Jeffrey Jones. Right. So you zoom in. Uh, Jeffrey Jones comes out of a coffin, you know, he's playing Kreskin and he's kind of giving you this little, we're going to tell you the story of Ed Wood, you know, Edward D. Wood Jr. Yeah, Edward D. Wood Jr. Uh, which we forgot the middle initial last time for some reason. Um, so that kind of opens it up. And then of course it goes right into that really cool music with the real bad sound effects associated with it, which is perfect for... If you were watching a movie from the ninth, from the early '60s or late '50s, it would sound just like that. Right, right, right. And that's why I think he, you know, the music in this is brilliant. I think we touched on that last week. Um, you know, it, just it's brilliant. Sorry, really Jeremy. done well. So anyway, why don't we uh, move through the movie a little bit? Um, I'll let you take over. So um, you start off with uh, the play. There's this, there's this, again, it's black and white. Can't forget that. You listened to the previous episode. So the play where Ed is supposed to be directing this 
play about something. I don't know. And that's when you're introduced. It was to about the war. The war. World War Two, wasn't it? Yeah, you're introduced to a couple of his like actors that hang out with him. His wife. Um, his wife is played by Jessica uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Her name is Dolores. Um, Fuck is your name? Sorry, excuse my language. Dolores. She became a country singer. Yeah, Dolores. Well, she became a country song Dolores writer. Fuller. Uh, and they they after the, nobody's in the theater at all. Yeah, it's empty. Well, it looks like it's one of those. Uh, it, it, it looks like it's like leaking and yeah, and it's a crappy theater. <laughs> it's a really shithole theater. So they go and they go after they go to an after party afterwards at some bar and they're looking at the there's review. This review from I don't know Snaggletooth doesn't matter Happy Fingers or something like that and they trash they they trash it all right because it's it's garbage. But you're also introduced to Ed Wood's like kind of like his upbeat attitude about everything, his happy optimism that is just blind. Well, yeah. I mean, it, he's completely blind to any of the negativity that's around him like yeah. you know, they they say that the the uniforms looked authentic. Mhm. And, like, later on in the movie, he talks about, you know, getting a grave review about the authenticity of the, uh, uh, the uh, not the uniforms, the authenticity of the, uh, oh, Christ. Dude, I am losing it, the, man. The authenticity of the uniforms. That's what it was. Well, yeah, but he said it in a different way that, that made it sound more grandiose. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I didn't memorize that. I'm not wardrobe, gonna, or wardrobe or something like something that. Something like that. The authenticity of the wardrobe, but you find out it, it's just—it's just the way that he he takes every little positive that he gets and just swings it into the biggest deal and completely ignores all the negativity in his life. Yeah, he just—he just oblivious everything. Which comes into play later when he meets Bella. Bella. So he goes. Uh, the next day, you find out he's like this prop guy for the studio, and he's got little friends all over the place. One of them happens to be a uh, like a, a, a real guy who has stock footage and. Ed goes in there, looks at stock footage. I can't make an entire movie out of all this. You see his grandiose personality there as well. Yeah. Like he just th- comes out of show, thin air. Um, later goes to a coffee shop and realizes there is a directing position open for the Christine Jorgensen story, I believe it is. Yes, I believe that. Christian Jorgensen. Christian Jorgensen story, which is something about... Uh, it's a woman who wants to become a man. Correct. Or vice versa. It's about the woman that had a sex change operation mm-hmm. in the 50s. It's like one of the first big name actresses Cut or the actors old dong off. that uh, had a sex change operation for reals. And uh, so it's pretty cool because you see them calling screen classics and you have Orson Welles picture in the background, uh, Dracula picture in the background so you kind of get where he's going. Ends up getting an interview with uh, the owner of Screen Classics, who's actually a legitimate guy. Yeah, he's a legitimate actor. Right. I, I can't think of his name. He's like, what's what's your special qualification? That's what he I like. He's the guy from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. As the the hitman. Yeah, what's his name? I can't remember. So he's like, Ed Wood reveals that he likes to dress in women's clothing. Yeah, so that's his in. He he's like, I'm I'm best suited for this because I know I like to dress in women's clothing. Yeah, and, and he kind of gets blown off, like whatever. Right, and yeah. but that's when you first meet. Uh, well, no, you meet Benny uh, Breckenridge soon thereafter. No, you you meet Bunny at um, the after party. Do you? Okay. Oh, what does that old queen know? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Murray's Bunny, okay. Bunny played by Bill Murray is just wonderful. Yes. 
obviously he plays a homosexual. Mexico. And he talks about the whole time he's talking about going down to Mexico <laughs> to get the sex change operation, which, uh, you know, he even goes down to Mexico at some point yeah. in time and, like, chickens out, more or less. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and of course, and all these people are real people. I mean, yeah. you know, obviously they, you know, there's fictional parts of the story, mm-hmm. but Bunny Breckenridge was a real person. He, they made it seem like in the movie he was a lot more of an actor than he really was, though, because he literally only did uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space. Yeah. Like, yeah. Say, that's the that's only it. movie that's he it. ever did. He played the um, the master of the universe, or or the owner of the universe, or whatever the hell it was, uh, the big baddie, who was the one that says, "Which, what plan is next? It's Plan Nine, sir." From uh, is that the one where we raise the dead? I mean, it, it's just it, the 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 oh god! Everything about these movies are are, are really just cheesy as all get out. Yeah. But they're 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 fun cheesy in my opinion. They are. They are. Uh, I'm not saying I could sit down and watch like you know one Ad Wood film after another after another. I could watch one. You know, and then maybe come back three months later and watch a different one. Right. But then again, I enjoyed Plan Nine from Outer Space a hell of a lot more than I ever enjoyed Citizen Kane. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree. did not like Citizen I, Kane. I agree. I agree with that. Thought it was boring as fuck, dude. So um, on the way home from Screen Classic, this is where we run into the gem of the movie. Uh, we run into Bela Lugosi. Yeah. Who is in a? Who is? <laughs> Martin Landau. This is if if there's one reason to watch Ed Wood, it is to watch Martin Landau's performance in this, and just the script they wrote for him, and the way he plays it. It's great. You see him, you think he's dead because he's in the coffin. He's got his, he looks full like Dracula. He's got his arms folded, you know, like Dracula. You look at him like, oh, he's dead, and he just pops up out of the coffin, <laughs> and he's just, it's too constraining. <laughs> you're like. He's got this awesome accent. I can't even cross my arms. <laughs> so, and Ed Wood realizes it's Bela Lugosi. So he's following Bela Lugosi out of the theater. He's like, why are you shopping for car? I'm planning on dying soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and then he did this conversation about his career. And, like, just nobody cares about Bela Lugosi anymore. He's been a wash-up has-been. Well, yeah, he, he became addicted to morphine. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, he got to a point where he was uninsurable by mm-hmm. the um, by the studios, mm-hmm. and and he and the studios had all lost interest because yeah. they, he was difficult to work with and yeah. and stuff like that. And as he got older and had the morphine issues, uh, it became worse and worse. Yeah, yeah, it is. It it just you just degenerate deteriorate. Now there is a. We mentioned last episode that Bela Lugosi was married at this time and he had a kid. He wasn't on his own. No. In some, you know, in some home um, by himself. So they end up watching um, That Night is Halloween Night. And he ends up going to, Edward ends up going to Bella's home, drives him home. And they're watching Vampire's movie together. Um, and Vampire's movie... Well, it's not Vampire's movie. Well, Vampire's Vampire hosting. is like Elvira. 
She did like Played by a, Lisa Marie, who's uh, gorgeous. Yeah, she basically she did the same stick as Elvira did, where she introduced movies uh, like Svengali and all those other. Those are the guys that you know I really looked up to when I was a kid. That's what I wanted yes. to do for a living was to be a movie host. Yeah, like like uh, Captain Bill, Chesapeake. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Bo Bob Briggs and oh yeah, Billy Bob yeah, yeah Billy yeah, Bob yeah, Briggs yeah, yeah, and all those guys, man. I loved all Late of those night, fucking days. Ronda, Up all night with Rhonda Ronda, yeah. and uh, especially when um, what's his name was on there, the Affleck guy. Oh, uh, fucking uh, God, my brain sucks. It's okay, it's late. Um, sort of. You know who I'm talking about. I do. I forget his name though. <sighs> I don't know. Anyway, let's keep, keep on going because we got Gilbert right? Godfrey. Yeah, Gilbert Godfrey. So Jesus Christ! Sometimes it just takes a minute for me to search the mental Rolodex. <laughs> but again, there's a bonding between Bella and and Ed here. Well, yeah, because Great. he's doing the whole. Uh, yeah. Bella is doing this thing with his fingers he's to attract. To Vampire, <laughs> Vampire the through the TV. How do you? And so Eddie is like trying to do the same thing, and he is just enthralled by it. He's just like, "How do you do that with your fingers?" And he's like, "I'm double jointed." It must be double jointed, and <laughs> Hungarian. <laughs> um. So he, Bella's like, he's got to excuse himself because he's tired, and that's when you he goes to this other room and you see this uh, shadow through, <laughs> and he's trying to get his heroin, and Eddie's like looking over at him, but you can't because there's a curtain over it. Yeah, it's wonderful. And there's a knock at the door, and children, I love children. He goes, and okay, Bella, yeah, he, now he's all hyped up. He's on all hyped up on heroin, heroin at this point. He dresses up by like he puts his Dracula cape on, and he like tries to scare him. Yeah, it's when, great. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's, and they're not scared because of course. You know, kids stop getting scared yeah. by that age. Yeah. So then, of course, Ed comes out and he pulls his freaking front teeth out and sticks yeah. it in their face. Yeah. Which he, of course, he lost his um, his front teeth in the war. In the war, which is disputed, actually. Um, so because armed with Bela Lugosi now, his star, he returns to screen classics and convinces the guy, listen, I got Bela Lugosi. Right. And at this point, they had lost the rights to the Christian and Jorgensen, story. Jorgensen story. So they still wanted to do a sex change movie, mm-hmm. but they didn't have the rights to Christian Jorgensen. So he's like, well, I, you know, I can still do it. And I've got Bela Lugosi. And he's like, I thought he was dead, which is, of course, a running joke in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was um, dead. It's a running joke. And, uh, you know, he's no, he's still alive. He's um, still alive. So... He he's like I don't give a shit. Just you know. Yeah, write the script. Get write it back the here script. In two days. Get it back here yeah. in three days. It's like okay. <laughs> so Dolores sees the script, shits on it completely. Of course, because um, Dolores is just not into. Well, he shows her the script, which he demands her to read right, right away, there, yeah. so that he can go put on the uh, Angora, the Angora, Angora sweater and reveal himself and ha- you know put on his wig and the you know reveal his himself dressed up right. so she can see it cuz he wants her to accept him as she is mm-hmm. um right. she on the other hand it becomes pretty obvious is more or less just using him to get roles in the films mm-hmm. Because she's just she's willing to go along with this until you get to uh, Bride of the Atom, 
where he kind of gets conned into using the other woman as the lead. Yes. And then all of a sudden she's just done with it. She's out the door. Because, like, you know, Ed, uh, Ed is dancing around um, in one of those, uh, you know, Arabian, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. silk-type jobs. You know, he's dancing around uh, with uh, Bella and everything, and she just goes off on everybody and just fucking leaves them. That's a little later in the film, but it doesn't matter. She's she is more of an antagonist, ant, you know, and antagonist, an antagonist in the film, and she's not that important in the long run. I mean, uh, you, you know, come to find out, she becomes a songwriter. She had you know one big song under her name and one big song that she gave to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it that was about it. Like, you know, she never really acted again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never really. Yeah, nothing, nothing. So, um, <clears throat> he get, tells Bella Lugosi, you know, you're going to be the puppet master of this movie. Shouldn't have anything to do with, this is how campy the movie is. It shouldn't have anything to do with a sex change movie. Nope. He's just giving Bella a part. He, he, he literally just gives Bella a part in the movie. Yeah. He has nothing to do with the story. He's playing like the God character. The God sword. character. Oh. <laughs> Pull the strings. <laughs> be, uh, Beware. <laughs> Beware. Puppy dog tails. Big fat snails. <laughs> it's just great. Landau is fantastic. Landau is wonderful in this. Ra- you, you just see that. You can. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. See yeah. if you can find, uh, what is it? Pull the chi- pull the strings. Yeah, just pull put the strings. Put in pull the strings, Ed Wood, uh, and, and just watch that scene in YouTube. It's yeah. just phenomenal. The whole scene is phenomenal. Yeah, so they filmed this. So this is the first movie they filmed in the, in the, the movie Ed Wood. And you realize well, a couple of things. Ed Wood doesn't do second takes. Nope. He just shotguns everything. He's one and done. He's one and done. Very, um, very cheesy. Very cheesy. Bella goes, he likes, hates Karloff. Very <laughs> that. He like heard somebody say Frankenstein. He goes off on him. Oh well, he the the one guy goes over and asks for a autograph, and then he sits there and he's like, you know, I I really liked you in Frank, uh, what not Frankenstein was it Black Cat or so, whatever so, it was yeah. that um, uh, he was the lead and Koloff was the the backup and fucking. He just goes off on him. Yeah. He just goes off. He loses just, his shit. Just loses his shit. Um, and Karloff uh, is. It's all about the makeup. He's got no, no ability to act yeah. whatsoever. Like he fucking hates Karloff. He just hates completely. him so they, so they make Glenn and Glenda. Shitty movie. He takes the Ed Wood takes this movie to another producer who ends up thinking it's a joke because it's so so horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um. Just shits on him, and the Screen Classics guy shits on him too. It's like this is a piece of shit, you know. If I didn't spend so, right there you realize he's a shitty actor. I mean, a shitty director. Right. Then he also acts in the movie as well. So they go to a wrestling match. Um, next, where and he pretty much goes with like his whole crew yeah, his wherever crew. he goes, and that's where Bunny's like he's going to Mexico to get his hormone injections. Right. That's where they notice Tor Johnson, who's played by George the Animal Steel in this movie. Yeah. If you don't know who George Animal Steel is, go back to Age of Wrestling. Yeah, 1980s WWE Wrestling. Um, he's the guy who used to eat the turnbuckles. Yeah, great, great. So he's recruiting Tor Johnson right. to be part of his misfits. Now, later that night, Bella calls 
Eddie in the middle of the night. Like, and it's, this is the <laughs> first, the first of many. Eddie, help me. <laughs> so, um, he find he goes to Bella's house, finds him on the floor. He's like, you know, take him to the hospital. Like, no, no. Um, this what has like he took morphine with a Demerol chaser. <laughs> and he starts crying. Like he says he's broke, doesn't know what he's gonna do. Um. Yeah, it just it just you realize that what kind of state Bella is in at this point. Well, yeah, well don't forget about when he showed up to to film his role in Glenn and Glenda and he's just pulling him aside. He's oh, like, "I need my money, he's Eddie." Like, Eddie. Eddie, yeah. I need my money. How about that money? <laughs> he pays him like a thousand bucks. And I, I read online it was like uh, it's it was said that he was supposed to be paid five thousand dollars for the role, but he pretty much only got a thousand dollars. So Ed goes on to his next movie, The Bride of the Atom, and he's got this big fundraising, um, like this big fundraising thing at uh, this was at uh, no, this wasn't yet. So he tries to raise money for it. He's calling around, and he, and he, he says this movie's gonna start. Bell Lugosi. Then he gets uh, a call saying, wait, wait a second, Bella Grossi's alive? I thought he was dead. He's like, yeah. we got this variety show. So they go to the variety show thing where right. Bella embarrasses himself. But that but that wasn't his fault either. That It was Flip Wilson. Flip, Flip, yeah, Flip Wilson who goes off script and confuses him. Right, Bella. and Bella is is a old school actor. Like, he sticks to the script. Like, he yeah. memorized his role, which he was really worried about, and then he gets out there, and Flip Wilson changed uh, changed his script and yeah. and and you know because Flip Wilson would do, uh, 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 you know back and forth. Yeah. So the important part of this is we're introduced to Criswell, played by Jeffrey Jones. Right. It's the first time yeah. you meet Criswell. Right. So they go back. To, so after that whole debacle, they go to the Mexican restaurant. When Chris, Eddie is enamored with Criswell because yeah, he that, thinks he's a genius. How did you know that? Oh, I just made it shit up. And <laughs> they bug Bella. Martin Landau again's great. He's like, "Do you want some wine?" I never drink wine. <laughs> <laughs> they also laughing at him. <laughs> so they had the Bride of the Adam movie fundraiser at Brown Derby, right? Where um, they don't get a lick. No, they they they, they don't uh, they don't get a lick of anything. Uh, and afterwards, that's when. Eddie runs into this girl. Well, he meets, he sees what's her name there, doesn't he? Or is that the second fundraiser? That's the second fundraiser. Okay. That's the second fundraiser. Sorry. <laughs> meets this girl who apparently is like supposed to inherit a lot of money or something along the lines of that. And Eddie essentially is like, you know, what are you doing here and all this? Realizing that she has money, trying to get this money. And. What it boils down to is he gives her the lead part that's meant for Dolores, his wife. Right. In exchange for some money. For 60 grand. For 60 grand. Uh, so they start shooting the second movie, Bride of the Atom. Uh, and again, you have the to. The guy shows up for the, the stage guy shows up for the money that he that he's owed. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, Eddie's trying to get the money from her, and she's just like, I gave you all the money in the world. But there's a couple cool scenes before that. Oh, you mean where he films? The one scene is when... He films. Yes, there's one scene is Bella and then tour. It shows you how shitty Ed is, because, like, Bella goes, he comes in, he's like, you're upset. Like, Eddie's directing him through his bullhorn. You're upset. You're not Not that that upset. upset. (laughs) And he goes to the next door. Go through the door. And then... then, and then Tor Johnson comes in. And he gives the same direction. You're upset. 
No. And Tor Johnson does exactly the same <laughs> thing. Exact same. No, 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 no. You're not. You're that not upset. that upset. <laughs> and now go he, through the door. And as you go through the door, <laughs> he walks like, through the he wall. Sh- he shoulder blocks the wall and it like shakes. <laughs> and I'm like, should we redo that? Like, no, that's fine. Nope. <laughs> he would struggle with those things in his life. <laughs> He's so big, he would struggle getting through a door. <laughs> and then uh, the next scene, there's it's a realism. Th- it's realism. And then the, then the scene with the uh, the laboratory, like Ed's directing, like pointing where everybody should go. And there's just like this electric thing where these two wires stick up, and there's an uh, electric uh, right current <laughs> running through it. He's like, and Bella, you'll sit over there. I'm not getting with it. Hear that fucking thing. <laughs> Like, okay, like, well, Bella will be standing over here. <laughs> Bella's cussing <laughs> left and right, which actually his son took uh, took umbrage with because apparently Bella didn't cuss. But oh. he just drops F-bombs and all. It's it's great, and that's where the scene happens where he goes, like, yeah, we need the rest of the money, so they end up getting uh, kicked out. Right. Um, but they eventually get the funding from a meatpacking owner, but the meatpacking owner wants a big explosion at the end and his son to be in the movie. Um. So yeah, they still and again, Martin laying out his best here. So in order to they they they're limited on budget. They break into Larchmount Studios where Eddie uh, works to steal his octopus for the final scene. Right. Go on. You need to talk about this. This is your scene right here. The octopus. This scene, scene is fucking great. So they they break in. They steal this big octopus. The only reason they're using an octopus is because he had that stock, stock footage, footage of an octopus. Yes. So he wrote an entire movie around like a 30-second clip of stock footage. Uh-huh. Um, and the whole concept was it was supposed to be underwater. So they're, they've got this hole that they're trying to fill up with water. It's only got about maybe a yeah. half a foot of water in it. Yes. Um, they, and then, of course, the, the dipshit, one of the two dipshit cop guys, it wasn't William Conrad, it was the other one. Yeah had forgotten to get the motor, motor, motor for the octopus so the arms would flail around and everything. Well, he had forgotten to get the motor, or he, you know, Eddie didn't tell him to get the motor, so he didn't get it. So they didn't have it. Okay, then Bella shows up. He's on, he's zooted out of his mind on morphine. And so yes. he convinces him to get in the water and then flail along. <laughs> he's just like, throw the arms around yeah. so it looks like he's fighting you. And literally, you have Bella Lugosi laying on top of this <laughs> he gets in the animatronic fucking... <laughs> and he gets in the water, and it's he's like, it's fucking freezing <laughs> in here. Throw me that whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> he just freezes his balls off. <laughs> Fuck you, it's cold. <laughs> it's cold. So then he gets in the water... And he lays on top of the goddamn animatronic octopus and puts his arms underneath the legs. of, And he's just like sitting there throwing the fucking legs up in the air and pretending like this thing's attacking him. (laughs) Martin Landau doing it is hilarious. Then you go and watch the original footage of Bela Lugosi and you realize that they just like it nailed it. It was fucking wonderful. it It was wonderful. You have to see it again. We're not YouTube. Go find it. We're not overstating it. We're not overstating it. So after that, they have uh, the morning after everybody's exhausted, and Eddie pulls Bella aside about this final scene that he just wrote for him, and like Bella just nails it. He just nails it. I'm going to create. You know, they they want to forgive him because he was right about everything about the explosion to give him awards. Like, no, f that. 
I'm going to create some super people or something to take over the world. Um, and then at the rap party, there's the rap party at the at the uh, meatpacking plant, and that's when Eddie comes out doing the belly dancing. That's when says just Sarah Jessica Parker has enough. Yeah, she's oh. done. Well, they had you you forgot where they had the big scene with, with uh, the chick who took her role oh, yeah. and her, and she's just being like a turbo a tur- cunt. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it is ridiculous. Um, you know, and she's only on film for like thirty seconds, mm-hmm. and she just makes it into as painful as as painful as possible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they you know, Eddie's doing the belly dancing. And he starts dancing with Bella Lugosi, and she just loses it, yeah. and just calls everybody a bunch of losers and leaves, and that's the la- end of her. Yeah. She's then just gone. A bunch of like, yeah, just, and they all like stare at her. We also, I'm sorry, we all there was two fundraising parties at Brown Derby, and the second one was when a vampire was introduced. Right. So, but she said she didn't want to have any. She didn't want to be in the movie. Yeah, she she didn't want to be in the movie. Yeah. So. Which comes into play in the third movie, Plan 9. Because mm-hmm. she ends up being in that movie. Right, because she gets fired. So after uh, Dolores leaves, when Eddie's distraught, calls Vampira. C- to get a date. To get a date. And Vampire, listen, you're not my type. Um, then there, then there's another middle-of-the-night call from Bella. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, help me. Help me. He goes over to see Bella, and Bella's upset because the unemployment's going away. So he's going to shoot him because he's got the gun, so he's going to shoot himself. <laughs> Why don't you come with me, Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> he's going to fucking shoot Eddie and shoot himself. So he ends up going to rehab. Uh, Yeah, rehab. Jesus Christ. And, you know, they show him in rehab, and he's really, like, you know, he's detoxing. Uh, and he's only in there for, like, two days, and that's when he meets... Uh, Arquette. Arquette, Patricia Arquette, yeah. who um, I guess becomes his second wife. Yes. Um, and the one that he ends up staying with in pretty much till he's dead. Yes. Uh, so he meets her there because she's there with her, I think with her father or her uncle, and she's making yeah. booties. Yeah. And she makes a set of booties for... Uh, for Bella too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know Eddie really likes her right off the bat. Um, yeah, she's nice. And yeah. then the doctors pull Eddie aside and say, you know, the the studio called and Bella's insurance was, you know, canceled. He doesn't have any insurance, and he's like, well, I got a hundred dollars. He's like, that's not even going to cover, <laughs> you know, anything. So he goes into the back and he tells Bella, he's like, oh, great news. <laughs> You're you're all better. You're all better. <laughs> and that's when they film is like Bella's final scene where he's sniffing the fire and all that. Yeah, he he's taking Bella home and Bella Bella had well they they're walking through the city and Bella has that one that one situation where he's walking down the thing and he does the pull the chain, remember that? Yes. And out, the whole crowd of people is standing there watching him. Mm-hmm. Um and Eddie is just enamored with him at that point in time. Yes. I mean, they, yeah, just, that is the height yes. of his, you know, love for, for Bella, you can tell. Right. Um, that, you know, he still has it. So anyway, they get he's taking Bella home, and Bella, you know, he, he's, you know, I'm going to film some of this, and I'll hold on to it till later. And he's like, oh, Jesus Christ. 
That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> the, um, you know, he, he does the film, and he's, he's like, you're in a hurry. And he's like, what if I'm not in so much of a hurry? I just stop and I smell the flowers. Yes, yes. It, it, they make everything, the two of them, both of those guys, just make everything into just the most grandiose yeah, thing that yes. you could possibly yes. imagine. So anyway, they fi- they do that little scene where he's filming it, which essentially he uses that footage in Plan 9 from Outer Space, right. and he labels Plan 9 from Outer Space as Bella Lugosi's final film because mm-hmm. basically right after he films that, Bella dies. dies. Yep. Um, you know, the whole crew shows up then for that too. So. Yes. Now he he's trying to shop around. I, what was the original name? I, I've already forgotten. Grave robbers from grave outer robbers space, yes. from outer face space. Okay, so that was the and and he finally he runs into this uh, pastoral group that yes. wants to do these films about the twelve commandments or yes, or, or something like yes. that or the Bible stories. I can't remember which one. Um, and they can afford to do one. Or well, they can afford to do like a one or two of them, but they can't afford to do all twelve, or right. I don't know, something to that effect. So he says, "What you do is you make a film that makes money, and then you take the money that you made from that film and you make all of your movies." So he convinces them because apparently, you know, he's a very likable guy. Yes. So he convinces them all. To invest in the invest film. Invest in the film, right. You know, so he takes their money to make this movie. Well, he tells them all about it, and they were just like, we don't like this, we don't like that, because yeah, it's a Christian group. Yeah, it's a Christian group. And is. right off the bat, Grave Robbers, we don't like that. We were thinking, you know, what about Plan 9? Yeah. And he's like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, he talks kind of like the the 1950s commercials. Right. Uh, you know, the announcers at the on the video game, uh, not video games, um, uh, game shows. You know, it's a brand new car. That's the way he always kind of talks. So, um, you're supposed to be walking us through this. Why am I walking? I mean, we're just, I mean, you're getting, we're getting pretty much getting to the end here. Yeah. And he ends up making the movie. Well, he goes in and he, you know, he keeps, you know, he keeps getting more and more upset. Yes. Because the the Catholics want to keep changing this and changing that, and, and and he's getting more and more frustrated. So he goes to off a bar. He goes to a bar. Well, no, it's it's before that. He goes in and he changes into uh, his outfit. Oh, that's right. With the uh, the pink um, angora sweater uh, and and the pumps and everything else, and he comes out, and the Christian guys are like, "You cannot direct like that. You have to go." And he just loses his shit and walks out. Mm-hmm. And that's when he walks into a that's bar. That's right. And, and uh, basically Meets walks into Orson Welles. Orson Welles. And Orson Welles says, you know, <laughs> the studios were all over my shit about, uh, you know, when I was making Kane and, you know, I, I just told him, you know, I was going to do the movie the way I wanted to do it and shut the hell up about right. it. Which is kind of interesting just so everybody knows. Uh, I think it's either the end of this month or the end of next month. There's a mo- there's a uh, biop film coming on Netflix called Mank, which is about the making of Citizen Kane. Oh, really? um, John, uh, I oh, think right. it's like Joseph Mankiewicz or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it looks pretty good. It's got Gary Oldman plays Mank, mm-hmm. so it'll probably be oh, well Gary acted. Oldman's fantastic. Uh, so anyway. Um, <coughs> 
he comes out to Patricia Arquette. He tells her right off the bat. He's like, I really like you. I need you to know that I like to dress in women's clothes. And she's like, you're not gay. And he's like, no, I really love women, but I like wearing women's clothes. And she's like, okay, I'm okay with that. So, yeah. you know, they, she's, you know, very accepting and she's accepting of all of them, yeah. you know, and that's kind of the big difference between her and Sarah Lord, Jessica Parker. Yeah. Um, so he goes, he makes the film. They, they do a lot of soon. They replace Bella with this dentist. Yes. Who basically. Chiropractor. The, chiropractor. Oh, right. He's a chiropractor. I thought he was a dentist. A chiropractor. It doesn't matter. So basically the way that they film him is they have his uh, arm up over his face the entire time. Because he looks like from the eyes up. Because from the eyes up, he looks like Bela Lugosi. And then, of course, he's bald, so he needs to put a wig on um, so that he looks like Bela. And there's only a couple scenes with him in that that movie, actually. Uh, so it, it's not really that, but basically Vampire gets fired from her job. So she ends up coming in and doing a role, but she doesn't want to speak. Like she had a big, a big part in the movie, Mm -hmm. but they had to rewrite her entire role because she didn't want a speaking part in the movie. She didn't even want to be acknowledged in the movie. Uh, Tor Johnson, they do a scene where Tor Johnson has died and he's in a grave and he's supposed to be raising from the grave to go after the cops, but he's so fat he can't get up out of the grave by himself. So mm-hmm. the two cops have to help him yeah, up out yeah, of the grave. Yeah. Uh, there's like all these, you know, kind of gimmicky, funny scenes, and everything's like a first take go. And then they show the really shitty, uh, you know, flying saucers yeah. that you know Patricia Arquette had painted, and blah blah blah. So you know they go through all this nonsense. They f- make the film. And they go, you know, it's opening night, and he, you know. They leave. They, 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 they're, they're, they're running late. Yeah. And basically, they get there, and his top is down on his car, mm-hmm. and it, starts, it raining. starts raining, and he can't get the top up. So it's pouring, mm-hmm. and he's trying to get the top up. He can't. So he's like, you know, they, the uh, usher comes out, and he's like, you better get in there. <laughs> so he goes in. That's right. To, and the place is packed. It is packed, jam full of people. Um, and they just start, like, rioting, rioting yeah. as soon as he comes in. It, it, you know, initially I thought it was kind of, it was going to be, like, uh, the um, the room. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yes. Where, where everybody was kind of, like, laughing at it and everything. But it was just, like, they were just pissed and they just yeah. wanted the movie to start. So he gets there and he's like, this is my film. And he starts playing it and uh, they're just going ape shit and they're pelting them with, you know, candy and popcorn and shit. So they all decide to leave. He And him and Patricia get outside and he's like, let's just go to Vegas and get married. Uh, and that's pretty much what they do. They yeah. jump in the car and go get married. Go get married and, that's the movie. and that's pretty much and the that's movie. That's that movie. Ed, Ed Wood. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't think we really did it justice. Um, well, it's hard to do it justice because it's, I mean, it's hard. It's a great movie. It really is. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I really, it's not a movie that, it's a long movie. So, it's over you know, two hours long. It's like two hours, ten minutes. So, you know, be, be prepared to sit there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's not like fast-paced or, no. you know, like an adventure or action or anything. It's, it's It's a very plotting film, but it's very well acted. Mm-hmm. It keeps you engrossed and entertained the entire time. 
Um, and of course, you know, you can't talk about Ed Wood without talking about Mars Attacks, which yeah. is the very next film that Tim Burton did. And you can tell that there Mars was Attacks was a direct I'm a, I'm a homage, homage to Ed Wood. Uh, I mean, to all the way down to the flying saucers in um, right. Mars Attacks, which look like a very, 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 you know, well-done version of the shit that <laughs> Ed Wood was doing. Um, I I loved Mars Attacks. I don't know. How, how did you feel about that one? I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, didn't Nicholson play like two roles in that? He played the president and he also played like his twin brother in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, I just loved that movie. There was like a shit ton of people in it. Um, the way that they end up killing the aliens in the end is hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene in that movie where they shoot a nuclear uh, missile at the uh, alien ship in space, and you just see it get sucked up. Yeah. And then he, like, doesn't he, like, suck it up and throw a straw or something yeah. and yeah. burp it out? I mean, it, everything about that movie is really, really well done. Yeah. Uh, that one's even got... That one's got huge stars in it, and I think that was another reason why it got panned so much. Mm-hmm. Like, it had Michael J. Fox in yeah. it. Um, it was a lot of people that weren't in his usual movies. Uh, Jack Black was in it. Um, shit, dude. Uh, there was tons of people in this in that movie. And uh, I think that's kind of why that movie got panned so bad. It cost a shit ton of money, and I'm pretty sure it lost money yeah it, it did but yeah. it was it i i loved it was a great it. movie i loved it i thought the special effects in it were they were supposed to look cheesy mm-hmm. well, and yeah, they did but they were really well done i i loved every part of it i loved it too and it most and i don't think i would have enjoyed it as much had i not seen ed wood mm-hmm. ed wood was a great movie so anyway so next week what are we doing I uh, next week would be our Thanksgiving mm-hmm. episode, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really know. We haven't really discussed it, have we? No, we should. You know, we'll figure it out, I guess, out offline. I know that um, we had discussed a couple different things, but things kept changing. Yeah. Um. Mm. It's it's you know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I know yeah. I got a bunch of John Carpenter films. That I really want to do, but we don't have to do them right now. They live, mm-hmm. uh, and um, Big Trouble, Little China. Yeah, maybe one of those. God, both of those movies are so fucking. Good. And then we gotta do a, another. Maybe we'll do the. Maybe we'll do the. Uh, well, we're not. Are we doing another Predator or no? I don't think so. That's not until next year. Maybe we'll do and then beginning of Christmas. Maybe maybe, maybe we'll do like. Uh, Maybe we'll do that TNT version of Christmas Carol from like 1999. Uh, the one with Patrick Stewart. Yeah. If I can, if we can find it. I will say anyway. All right. Well, uh, we'll look at we'll look into it. I know we won't do planes, trains, and automobiles. That movie is just too goddamn good. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing. To there's destroy. nothing to shit on in that yeah. movie. It's yeah. another one of those movies that I don't know how we would be able to review it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would literally take fifteen minutes of us just saying how great it is. Exactly. So, 
All righty. Well, we will be back next week with a yet-to-be-determined movie. Yep. All right. Bye-bye.